0: you are tuning in to the Capsule in Conversation podcast dedicated to women and their well-being. I'm Natalie Anderson and today I'm joined by the gorgeous Lisa Snowden to talk just getting started, manifesting love and looking backwards to leap forwards. So make yourself comfortable and get ready to join us in our conversation. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, it's lovely to have you with us. I am absolutely thrilled to be welcoming today's guest as she is a second-timer here. She visited us in lockdown and now she's here in person. Having her on our TV screens, airwaves, magazine covers, she is now adding the title of author to her incredible CV with her brand-new book just getting started out now.
1: She's the gorgeous Lisa Snowden. Oh, Thank you. That was gorgeous. Oh, so nice, as you said, to be in real life, <laughs> to be together, to be together, in like the same to get room. your energy. Because <laughs> we
0: did this, like when we were locked up, yeah. basically, yeah, totally. and you know, we did kind of touch on quite a few things that you do talk about in this amazing, am- can I just say, amazing book? And I've said to you already, I literally cried from start to finish. Oh it was. I can't recommend it enough to people. It is just such a brilliant work of art, uh, life, everything. You should be super proud Thank of you. it. you. are making me <laughs> emotional already. <laughs> really just when just you were going. just like doing that
1: intro, I was like, oh my God, I actually have a book. It's yeah. unbelievable. But
0: I think it's the contents within that book that are so um, special. And you've been incredibly brave, incredibly just raw. And I think, you know, we've seen you in the public eye for the last 30 years. Yeah. But we've always looked on afar and never really kind of known what was going on. I mean, we see that with a lot of people. Yeah. But you've really put your heart and soul into this book. And tell me the moment that you decided, I'm doing this.
1: Well, it's so strange. So last, it, it happened really quickly, to be honest. But I feel like I've been preparing for it my whole life. Mm. You know, because as you, you know, you've read the book. It's, it's a much more personal account of. It never meant. I was never meant it to be this personal. Mm. Honestly, I didn't. But last year, I kind of wrote. Um, a treatment for myself, and I just thought, you know, I'm going to write a book, and I talk about manifesting in the book a lot. Yeah, and uh, I, that's literally what I did. I just sat down and I I started writing, and I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna write a book. I'm gonna write a book on my experiences. I'm gonna write a book about empowering women. Enabling them to tackle this new phase in their life, you know, the second spring, this amazing opportunity to just go out there and do what you want to do. So I literally wrote two pages and I sent it out to the universe. And then at the time, I just finished MasterChef. Mm. And um, it just, everybody was like, oh, you can do a cookbook, are you can do a cookbook. And it hadn't been announced that I was the winner of MasterChef. But before that happened, Harper Collins came to me at the agency and said they wanted to do a meeting and she said we really want you to write a book and I just assumed it would be a cookbook yeah. and she was like no we want you to do something on the menopause and on second spring and all the things that I've been so passionate about on my social for mm-hmm. quite a few years now so I think it was a combination of me thinking it first putting it into kind of motion mm. sending it out there and then it coming back to me. And so it was a quick turnaround, really.
0: But like you said, that manifestation process yeah. of it got kind of going, right, okay. And also, you've been so active in this area, as you said, for such a long time now. And it's fantastic that we are having these brilliant conversations. And we've talked a lot about it on here. And, you know, it's fantastic to see other women sharing their experiences. I think I wasn't prepared for quite how personal your book is. And how... <laughs> I wasn't either. No, it's like, it, I... <laughs> But it may, like I said, I feel like you talk and you do it right at the beginning anyway, where you're like, I'm here for you. Yeah. And that's the bit where I'm right at the start now. I'm coming at 42 this year. We've had this conversation about those early perimenopausal kind of symptoms that you suddenly think, oh my God, am I going mental? What's happening to me? And I know for you personally, like you started that journey kind of in your early 40s as well. Exactly the same time as you. But feeling like you know, being given antidepressants, Mm. being sent down. I mean, there's a part where you go and visit a doctor in Harley Street. And I was furious at this part of the book. But just having somebody else there that is putting on paper, what is the experience? I can't tell you how reassuring that is. And is that kind of what you wanted with it? Did you want it to be like this
1: hug in a way or like yeah. gentle kind of support I, I really did I wanted it to be like this big warm hug of reassurance that you're not going crazy that you're not alone that this isn't forever that mm. once you understand what's happening you can make those changes you can get that support that advice that help that's all I wanted to do I wanted to get it all out there because I didn't know what was happening to me mm. for so long and so the last kind of eight, nine years I've just tried to work it out myself tried to navigate what was happening tried to you know understand the changes um hold down the relationship at the same time mm. when I was just the most evil nasty person to be around depressed low putting on weight all the things that we we know are the more kind of common symptoms of perimenopause mm. now we didn't know that back then yeah. I didn't even know what the word perimenopause I was it's crazy isn't yeah, it yeah it, it wasn't even around so you know I knew the word menopause but it seemed like it was coming So much further in the future. It just seemed like not me with like bombing to the gym and like, you know, wanting to go out and having a glass of wine. It felt like it it came maybe in my 60s or Mm. around that time. So I didn't recognize that to be happening to me when I was 42. Um, And then the kind of years that followed with the symptoms that kind of shape shift into different symptoms. And it's hard to put your finger on it. So I wanted to get it all out there in the book so that women could pick it up who were either late 30s, early 40s, and older, and then younger women too, so they could understand what was happening to them, and also men. yeah, Men, young boys, so they can understand the women in their lives. I want it to be an education for everybody, and just a kind of, yeah, just words of kindness and support, Mm. because I think that's what we need more than anything at this time in our lives.
0: Yeah, I, I was I totally agree, and that's what comes across is the kindness. So it's kind of part memoir, but then part self help exactly as well. So it's it this is. kind of um, like like uh, mix of, of all these different things. So it doesn't, whilst you do open up very, you know, very much in the early part of the book, you it's then you, you're kind of there with all your t- uh, like toolkit and your try this and try that and you know recommendations and d- doctors and. So we can like, look at your experience and then go, ah, okay, but there's something that we can do about exactly. it. We can actually feel empowered. Exactly. Um, and that's something that I really loved about the book, that it didn't dwell too much. Like, it, like I said, it kind of, you, you created this solution. And it felt so inspiring. Oh, I'm
1: and so relieved to saying that. I'm <laughs> no, so but it, relieved it's exactly really, how I wanted it, it to really come across. It, but I think, it was like, yes, this is going to happen, but you can yeah. do this. And this might happen to you. But you know what? This, this isn't forever. And it yeah. was just this sort of, you know, laying it all down on the line that, yes, there are some scary times. Absolutely. Um, but... This is also a really exciting new period of your life. You know, you just have to reintroduce yourself to yourself, kind of relearn about yourself. Um, and yeah, that's, oh, I'm so happy you're saying all these Honestly, things. Honestly, I, well, I, I I feel feel, I've got well. a tissue to have. i have been a bit like <laughs> having a little well. wipe, little wipe, little, I said, little dab, know, dab, dab.
0: It's literally like, as well, what I felt was there was a sense of almost like a purging yes. as well that was like right at the start. And you talk about it and you say, you've got to kind of address all these things to move past it because you're going to get hit left right and center and not know about it and it's going to evoke lots of different emotions that you might think hold on a minute I'd not spoken about that I'd buried that bit I'd moved on from that but actually this higgledy piggledy journey brings a lot of that to the fore and it's kind of learning what you want to take into the next phase isn't it I mean if we can look at some of the more uh, emotional moments of the book you know one yeah. of the biggest things I think for me was when you talk about children yeah and that I found that I, I, again it makes me like <laughs> really emotional because you do discuss about being pregnant twice and your experiences and I think for any woman who's gone through either of those experiences that yeah. uh, you know I'm sure you'll talk about it, it's it's it's, it's quite triggering but also it's quite cathartic Absolutely. and is that how you felt yeah.
1: writing it yeah no I, I, and that's you know as I said at the beginning I didn't I didn't expect to want to open up as much mm. um but also at the same time I wanted to get it out mm. I wanted to have ownership of my past my story you know you get asked a lot in interviews mm. about You know, And I have been asked a lot over the years about, why didn't you have children? What happened with the family? Why aren't you married? I didn't go down that traditional route and it's baffled so many people for so long. So I felt like it is time to throw all into the mix. And I don't delve really deep into it. Mm. I just kind of skim the surface just to help myself to see how... What's caused some of the blockages, some of the hurts, some of the resentment, um, and just enabling me to move on, to get it out, like you said, like a a cathartic exercise, Mm. um, to just tell it how it is, and just to move on, because um, life isn't as simple as it seems, you know, and you never really know what somebody's going through, and I think that's um, what you said earlier as well, it's like you don't know what people's struggles are, you Mm. don't know... What they go through from day to day—you don't know what's happening. So that's why, obviously, kindness is so important and understanding um, and empathy, a lot of empathy. So yeah, I, I do talk about that, and um, it was really good for me. But it is, you know, it is an emotional and sensitive subject for mm. sure. Um, but yeah, nobody, nobody's known that about me that I've been pregnant twice. So yeah. um, and I did, I did shed a lot of tears while I was writing it. Yeah, but. Um, it has been really good. It's been really good and really powerful. Obviously, it's going to come up a lot. I think now in conversations mm-hmm. when people do read it, um, but it's important because you know not everybody has the happy ever after that they want. Not everybody has everything that they expect they're going to have. You know, and you have to come to terms with that. And that's what I have been able to do is to really look at my life and be like, you know, what I'm really happy and I'm really lucky. You know, now I'm not going to be a mum, but. And some days it's easier than others, but I have these kids in my life. You know, I'm so yeah, lucky you my sisters lovely. have got the kids. Yeah. And, you know, on George's side, there's another two little rascals, two little girls who are adorable too. So five kids in my life that I get to snuggle and cuddle and and then give back.
0: I was <laughs> going to say, because that's another big part, you know, yeah. what, what you said yeah. in there about, you know, actually parents being real and parents being honest and opening up and yeah. saying actually do you know what sometimes it's really hard it's bloody so hard actually, work so actually putting this facade up of oh my god parenting is la 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 yeah. la and it's for everyone my kid's well, an angel yeah, it sleeps all through the night it and also, like, oh. you know, as you are moving through this kind of midlife phase and, and kids are becoming teenagers the struggle does get harder oh my
1: god that pressure cooker of yeah. hormones of mum going through it son going through it dog <laughs> yeah. going through it periods and perimenopause and all of it, it's a mess. I just can't imagine <laughs> if I would have had a teenager at, in the last 10 years. I, we would have just been fighting all the time. It would have been hideous. I think that this is what comes across is the the
0: hopefulness from your accounts. So, you know, I've got friends in their kind of early 40s who are thinking, you know, maybe it's not their turn to have children or yeah. or like that's not an, op- um, an option for them now yeah. or it's not something that they even want to do. Mm-hmm. And just the way that you kind of have presented your life with George and how exciting it is and you know what you get to do together yeah. and and him being such a compassionate lovely person
1: I know he's great for many
0: women who are thinking you know oh have I missed the boat or is that it for me actually it's very much not that that doesn't have to be the case it, I think this is something else that I took away from your book was this brilliant kind of empowerment and inspiration for other women's whether you have children or not
1: do you know what I mean that's something
0: that I felt very much in this book and you know if we if we talk about George because as you said you know you again you're very honest in the sense that it was difficult at the start because of your moods and maybe your hormones and you weren't necessarily the kindest at times but yet you really are like oh solid. solid
1: he's been unbelievably supportive I could I just I don't know where he's I don't know where he gets it from. I just he had an understanding that there was something else going on with mm. me, which doesn't happen often, you know. And and considering we'd only just got back together, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you've been with your partner for years and years and years, you'd be like, hang on a minute, like what's going on with you? Like, you're acting out of character. You kind of can recognise that a little bit more. But with him, we're like, we just got back together. Didn't really know the older me. Mm. Um, but somehow he had this <laughs> incredible insight where he just was like, you know I'm sticking by this girl you can't push me away Um, and so many times I said to him you know what I just can't do this I just I just can't do this I just can't do this relationship thing and he was like you know you can keep building up those walls and I'll just rather than saying I'll just bash him down he was like and then I'll just keep climbing over them and it was just his compassion was is is endless and he's been incredible i don't think i would be the person i am now i don't think the book would have happened without him i don't think i would have been as open potentially about my perimenopause if i hadn't had him fighting my corner championing me um and understanding me because he's enabled me to Reconnect with myself and like who I am, regardless of all the horrible stuff I've done to him. So we we come back from a dinner and we'd be having a lovely time, and I would just switch. Mm. I would just have, do you do you have rages? Oh God, yeah, the rages, are, the <laughs> rages are uncontrollable, yeah. right? They're horrible. Like, and you can kind of like. There's a part and, of you that's yeah. saying, stop, just stop, just shut stop, just stop, stop, stop talking. Just, and then you're like, and another thing. And it's like, you just keep going back. And, and you're, you're, like, just going, you're just going, I, it's like an out-of-body experience yeah. where you're like, shut, shut up. Just stop <laughs> it, you <laughs> evil cow. Um, but then you just keep going. And it was like, and you just see red, this red mist just... And you'll be bringing back stuff that happened weeks ago. And like, oh, God. Yeah, so, you know, bless him. He deserves... I don't know. It's either. so funny because
0: the word that you said, I actually wrote in my notes what when I was it? writing about it was George the Champion. Yeah. That's what I actually yeah. wrote in there yeah. when I was talking about him. Um, but the fact that you manifested him. Yeah, and like, totally. you know, I mean,
1: just taught me through that as well. So I got into rock bottom, which obviously if, when you read the book, it was, you know, I'd, I'd had a miscarriage and I was in my early 40s and I, you know, I didn't think I could have babies. And then I obviously got pregnant and I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like... I was like, this is my miracle baby. Um, and then unfortunately I I did um I did miscarry, I did lose the baby. So I was obviously devastated and I'd hit rock bottom and in another destructive relationship, which I touch on in yeah. the book too. Um and I got to this point where I was like, Do you know what? Something has to change, something really has to change drastically. I can't keep making the same mistakes. I have to, I have to I'm in control of changing this. Mm. I have to change it. So I went and started therapy and um, I did therapy with a counsellor and I also did cognitive behavioural therapy as well. So trying to break those patterns, which is really powerful for anybody who's struggling with perimenopausal symptoms. It's a really good um, practice. It's a really good therapy. Mm. But the counsellor just said to me, you need to have a date and detox. No men, no sexting, no texting, no dating, (laughs) no apps, no nothing. And I was like okay (laughs) so I was like so then I had to really like start working on myself without the distractions which I realized I'd always just had these little flirtations and these little distractions and these like really insignificant connections and pathetic validations from strangers so you know I was a couple of months in and I was doing my therapy and I was very well behaved and I was like walking down the street and where i'd usually like try and like oh is a cute guy I'm a little, like, i'd be like no don't look don't look. your head down do not pass go do not collect 200 <laughs> i was like really militant about this like right no texting no sexting no thing um and then i started listening to deepak Chopra, mm-hmm. who i love you know he's the most incredible man and um for those of you who don't know him you can google him and he's a a brilliant kind of um manifesting um life coach I mean there's no words for him he's just incredible so I started listening to a lot of his um teachings and I'd go to bed with him every night on my phone and I'd fall asleep and I started doing that for a couple of months whilst I was doing the therapy and then I started something shifted in me and it's a really profound shift where you just start liking who you are a bit more you just start having a bit more kindness a bit more understanding a little bit more patience with yourself and I started to make better choices I started to work out more Mm. um, better food like really focusing on sleep not going out late like you know just Mm. really sort of resetting myself and then I started to realize the relationship that I perhaps wanted to attract in my life so it was it was more because I needed to know what I didn't want in yeah. order to move forward to what I did want so I do believe that all that stuff happened for a reason but I I I was able to kind of look back and reflect and be like and sort of categorize all of those men who'd harmed me hurt me taken me for granted and kind of see their characters and their personalities and jump forward to somebody completely different who mm. I wanted to attract um, and so I started to be like looking up at the ceiling every night in bed and I'd make this invisible list on the ceiling and I'd say okay so I want him to be and in the beginning it was just a few Words. I wanted to be kind. I wanted to be loving. I want him to be patient. I want him to be handsome, of course. <laughs> it was like and all of the shallow stuff. But I started to make this mental list and every night the list got longer. And every night new words would come to me, new characteristics, new personality traits. I wanted him to have a great relationship with his mum. I wanted him to be ambitious. I want him to be and it was just da 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 da. And every night I'd start from the beginning and I'd list kind, loving, patient, and then the list would get longer and longer. And then I start I did that for about six months. Wow. yeah I did it for six months and I think that people have told me this before they're like just write a list just write a list of what you want mm. just write a list of what you want and so you can write it and you can keep looking at it and you can keep adding to it mm. in a journal I'd recommend that for sure especially if you're on a run you want to change your outlook your because then you start feeling it like it's unbelievable you write it you make it real even though my list was just a, 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 it wasn't a physical list yeah it, it, well it wasn't a what did you call it? It wasn't... I didn't write it, but I had it on the screen. You ceiling. had it. You knew it. And I could it. see it, and yeah. I would just You like, visualised it. visualized And it was this long list, and it kept getting longer. And then I got a phone call from a friend out of the blue, and... Uh, I was just about to go. I was working at Capital at the time. Yeah. It was like it was coming to the end of my time at Capital, late 2015, and I was going to switch on the Christmas lights somewhere. It was like a big event, and I picked up the phone to her, and she's an amazing makeup artist it's called Amanda Grossman, and she was like Barb's. I was like, <laughs> Hi Barb, and then we had this little conversation. She said, Look, you know, there's this guy that um, I think that you, know, you used to know him back in the day, and I, th- you know, he wants to go out with you, and he's. George's name just came to me out of the blue and I hadn't thought of him for years and years and years and uh, yeah, that's the power of manifestation and it was George's everything that was on that list he's kind, he's loving, he's supportive he's ambitious, he's and I also said, I want him to be able to cook. I want him to like my food. I want him to find me funny. I want him to be funny. It was like all of the stuff that he is, is just like literally manifesting back into my life at the right time. At the right time, I was going to say, it was the
0: right time. And
1: like to be. we were
0: saying before about purging all that other stuff yeah. to really kind of move forward into this, second spring as we discussed you know I know like you're a big believer in eastern medicine eastern thought processes and actually moving into this next phase and and having somebody like George to do that with to travel with and to have that understanding um it's it is amazing because not everybody does have that you know people that have been in relationships for a long time that don't want to break a cycle as you said or they're kind of stuck in a rut for you to be in this process now of actually going actually right I've dealt with this now. I've dealt with this past stuff. I've now got the person that I really know I want to be with and is a great person. So now I'm looking forward. Yeah. And again, with the book presenting this second half of, actually, it's like Omi Shady, Bernie Scott, that we had on a couple of weeks ago. She said, it's a new iteration of yourself. It's like the new evolution. Mm-hmm. And so you've kind of let go of all of those layers and moving into this new phase. Um, and you talked kind of a, a lot about... The role of HRT within yeah. that and it's not for everybody but for you it, it kind
1: of was a bit of a game changer wasn't it yeah it's been massive absolutely um it, it was a and also that's why I wrote the book because a lot of women it's been hard you know not only with the supply
0: mm. the demand
1: and supply recently but also getting the right diagnosis for women for so long um, it's getting better, doctors are getting uh, their understanding more um, and us women are going to the doctors and knowing yeah. what we need, you know, we're writing a list of our signs and symptoms we're kind of going there and be like you know, I'm 45 and over uh, this is what's happening to me can I please have my HRT and um, so yeah it it took me a while to get the right HRT it took me the, to, until my fourth doctor to get the right HRT and I spent a lot of money in in, in that process mm-hmm. as well so another area that I wanted to write about so it could ho- hopefully fast track women's yeah. um, diagnosis and also save them a lot of money <laughs> as well because yeah I threw a lot of money at it which you know Kind of pisses me off now, but you know I, I've written it all down, so hopefully we won't make the same mistakes I made. Um But yeah, HRT has been a game changer. It wasn't until I got with Dr. Naomi Potter yeah. that she prescribed the right HRT for me, and no doctor gave me oestrogen prior to prior to Naomi, which baffles me because mm, we all know that it's yeah. the oestrogen that is one of the main factors for like all the symptoms. Of this, yeah. Absolutely, we have oestrogen receptors everywhere, and that's why we we all like, I hate the word suffer, but we all have very different perimenopause journeys, Mm. very different um, symptoms, varied symptoms. Um, Some of the more common ones and some of the lesser known ones like vertigo and tinnitus and things like that. Um, But it's all there in the book. And yes, it has helped me a lot. So I take Lenzetto spray, which I had to take quite a lot in the beginning to kind of lift my estrogen levels, mm. but now I really don't have to take that much. So I think it's just about like just getting those levels right and I definitely feel better than I ever have. Because mentally I'm so much stronger and I've like you said, I've purged a lot of the the guilt and the shame and the things that have happened to me, holding on to repressed memories and situations that didn't serve me and and, and putting all that to bed and just moving forward
0: and moving forward like with kindness yeah you know you write this beautiful list of affirmations which are so lovely and again that was another part where I was like <gasps> oh, crying you know you're saying like just all the things that you I am I am I am this I am powerful I'm just all these beautiful words and then you've got another one where you say you know I'm courageous and I'm strong and I'm a fighter and so are you and I was like oh, oh that personally. really got me I know but it really got me I was like yes I am and, you know and yeah. I think just having like a said that that practice because you talk a lot about energy and self-care in this next phase and how you really do have to be dedicated to yourself you do have to be strict and you do have to think turn inwards to to go through this next phase kind of coming out liking who you are and appreciating all of your brilliance you've got to look after yourself and I can tell from the book, it has been a long road for you on that journey. But now, you know, with our listeners, where where do women
1: start with that?
0: I know, I've read your book, but like, what
1: would you say? Well, so self-acceptance is huge and it's hard. It's mm. really hard to, um, to like who you are. Um, I think especially when you're going through this turbulent time, um, when you're confused, you're not sleeping, um, you're multitasking so much. Maybe you're a mum and you're taking your kids to school and to football and to dance class and mm. then picking them up and then doing dinner. And, you know, it's a lot. And I think we have to put ourselves at the top of that list. And I know that comes so unnaturally to women because we are just givers. We are <laughs> pleasers. We just want to do... And we've, we've been able to multitask for so long. We're like juggling plates mm-hmm. and that's fine but i don't think that's actually healthy in the long run and i don't think that it's good for us especially at this time in our lives we get to this point where the fuse is so short we've stretched ourselves so thin yes um and we just literally you scratch beneath the surface and you'll just explode yeah So it's about slowing everything down. It's about putting yourself at the top of the list. It's about having routine. Routine is what is so good for us. Babies love it. We need it. You know, we need to make sure that we are looking after ourselves first and foremost because otherwise you just can't... You can't give to the best of your ability to the people around you. So that would be my first um, port of call would be to stick yourself right at the top of that list. What do you need today? What do you need right now? Write lists. Have your routine. You know... Look at the whole 360 approach to your life and, and what areas are really causing you stress? What areas are triggering you? Um, You know, is it the lack of sleep? Why is that? Like, let's look at coffee. Let's look at caffeine. Let's look at stimulants. Let's look at alcohol. Like, it's about getting a really lovely balance. But I think that we have to be honest with ourselves Um, and and just slow the hell down so you can see the bigger picture. You can see what's going wrong. Um, and what you need to change so obviously movement is really important we need to move we need to eat well all of those three things those two things help with sleep you know it all has a positive um, knock-on effect um and so yeah there's there's so many things and then there's breath work and then there's after the breath work you start sort of, manifesting what you want having a calmer outlook being able to process stress a little bit more being able to incorporate those um, the affirmations Mm. so that you like today i am calm i am happy i'm peaceful even if you do it before bed just to help switch your brain off There's so many different things, but I think routine is so important. And writing lists. Yeah, Writing those lists. Getting everything down that you need to do. I
0: absolutely love a list. I'm like, I like to tick things off.
1: Yeah. It makes me feel good. I enjoy it. I'm like, oh, look at me, what I achieved today. (laughs) It's It's such good like wins. You're like, like, tick, tick, tick. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But if you don't do it, don't worry about it. Just flip it over to the next day and be like, I'll just add that to that page to that day. No pressure. You just kind of just get on top of things a little bit more. It is that taking the pressure off, isn't it? It's like we've had so much
0: pressure on our shoulders for so long. And as you were saying, you know, I suppose kind of where 50 and 40 was kind of 20, 30 years ago, it isn't what it is now. Mm -mm. It's we are doing more for longer. We We live longer. You know, we live longer. We're kind of more active. We, You know, when I think about when my nano was 50 she did not look like you, do you know what I mean, (laughs) and when my nana was 40, she didn't look like me either, so it was like those, she just, she seemed old, but that's not who we are now, it's not who we are as like human beings, we've evolved so much, and obviously what we do, and our lifestyles, so we need to be able to kind of acknowledge that I think as well, because there is a biological thing still going on, that's the bit we can't change, even though the outside we can kind of change and we can probably change our mindset, we still have to kind of put the two together and go, actually, I've got to accept that I can't kind of do everything at a million miles an hour. It doesn't mean that... I'm failing, I'm lacking, I'm any of those things, I can still be a powerhouse. Absolutely. But I've
1: just got to give myself a longer lead time. Just be kinder to yourself, exactly, you know. Just acknowledge what you've done, acknowledge where you're going, and just go slowly, like I said. It's like... You, you, we are getting old. It doesn't mean we have to slow down yeah. like completely. Like we can still go out there and like boss it and yeah. own it. And that's why the whole book, the book is called Just Getting Started because I think once you've got ownership of how you want to live your life, eliminating certain things, whatever they may be, whether it's negative people, whether it's just, you know, too much coffee that's leaving you really jeery, and then you're like the spinning ball. <laughs> you just can't focus at all. Um, you, just, you just need to eliminate the stuff that makes you unhappy and just focus on the things that make you happy. Um, and just yeah live your best life like don't feel that you need to just fade into the background and disappear you know we look fantastic Mm -hmm. we just want to feel the best we possibly can and that just means just eliminating certain things and just making better choices making
0: better choices and not rushing things and and giving ourselves time to breathe and time to acknowledge and you know move through this phase and I think when we can do that collectively though and I feel like this has been the problem before we've not been able to do it as a collective it's been kind of quite shut down shameful let's not talk about it oh let's not even even now I worry sometimes I'm like oh do I talk about perimenopause too much do I you know uh, why I shouldn't even bother about that you know nobody bothers if you talk about pregnancy too much or periods or anything
1: like that yeah pregnancy is celebrated and and and, and as it should be because it's it's an absolute blessing and it's fantastic but it's like you know all of the sort of symptoms that you get associated with pregnancy yeah. you're like oh brain fog baby brain rah rah it's the same as perimenopause really you've got this huge influx of hormones and then they leave your body and then you've got that post uh, mm-hmm. natal depression is it called postpartum yeah yeah so it's like you know that's that's the shift that's that really aggressive uh, roller coaster of hormones that happens in perimenopause you just, this this surges. So it's all of the set. I mean, hormones just basically have got so much to answer <laughs> yeah, for. you say you know, that I right do, I say staff. really like rude really things about hormones like, because... things are changing Yeah, <laughs> you talk about the hormones. I'm like, can we just talk about hormones that have literally just ruled my life, whether it's like that horrible periods and just feeling out of sorts and the pain and then the perimenopause and yeah, and then pregnancy for some women. So it's, uh, they're just little disruptors basically that have just try to... Mess things. Just mess a lot
0: of stuff up. And you know, it's like what you were saying about them. I've said this before, it really frustrates me that brain fog is treated differently to baby brain. Yeah. Because essentially they are the same thing, but in the workplace, then especially they're not treated the same. And it's very frustrating. You know, both you and I have worked on live television, it's very pressurized. You've got to kind of know everything. I've done shows and you've done your breakfast show. It's it's a very pressurised environment, but there is no room for error in a perimenopausal phase. No. But there there are more allowances, I think, in a, a pregnancy phase. And I do think that has to change in the workplace, it, for sure. It absolutely does, because you just get the
1: eye roll, don't you? Yeah. If you like, talk about it, like, oh, God, don't touch her. She's so, <laughs> she, she, might, she might have things <laughs> yeah. to choose, or she's a woman possessed. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like, shut up, shut up. Or, don't upset her. Oh, just give her the day off. You know, there's not yeah. there's not enough support, but there's not enough education. Like, it needs to start in schools. It needs to start way back, yeah. back, back, back. So that, that men, boys, young boys, understand what's happening, as do the little girls, you know. Yeah. We know what's coming next. We never get taught this in school, you know. So now we're talking about it so openly. It's still going to take a little bit of time mm. for the people in the workplace for those workplace policies to be in place so there is areas for women to go people to go to speak to to get the advice the support the time off that they potentially need just Mm -hmm. to get this under control you know it's just a little blip in a lady's life in a woman's life that's it that's the thing it's a phase it is
0: a transitional phase and then you've got all the rest of this life to lead which i find like you think we were talking about it at our event where somebody said, you know what, you're probably going to spend more of your life kind of in the post-reproductive post years because we're living longer mm-hmm. than previously. Mm-hmm. So you're like, well, I'm not going to be done then. That's a long time, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's kind of a long, long time to plan this next phase and to go through into it. I mean, you know, for you now, kind of where you're at now, what are your future ambitions? Like, what do you want to do? Like, I mean... I want to read
1: more from you. I want you to write write more.
0: You I, write I, so beautifully. Thank
1: you. That's oh, thank you. you I, do. I do I do do you know what? It's so weird. I, I really like writing. Yeah. And I didn't think that I didn't I, I always loved literature. I'm, I'm I'm not the best at spelling, so I just didn't ever know that I could actually get it out. But I loved it so much. It was fantastic. Not only was it the cathartic, but I really enjoyed the process. So I think I've got another couple of books in me <laughs> for sure. Um yeah i've got another i've got (laughs) i've got a novel that i'd like to write because i've got some great ideas and then i've got a little children's little book that i that i I, i'm working on in my head as well i'm gonna george and i've been talking about it because i keep coming up with all these little Mm -hmm. ideas um there's documentaries that i want to make more on hormones more on food associated with hormones um I'd like to do a course in nutrition. Mm -hmm. I really would like to do that because I love cooking obviously and I love my food and I just love the kind of the connection between nourishing ourselves and uh, food, um, slimming it down a bit, obviously smaller portions, things Mm -hmm. that we have to do that we all know we have to do in order to um, look and feel the best we can going into perimenopause and menopause. Um, so yeah, there's loads. It's like, I'm just getting started, babe. I'm just know, getting this is started. She's literally <laughs> just getting started. Because like I was, I would just love. I would read all of it,
0: and I'm so glad you've said that. That you would like to write write more because yeah. it is a beautiful writing style, and it's so friendly and reassuring and kind. Like you, genuinely, you jump off the page. And I've said it right at the beginning. I just felt like. You are the best friend that everyone needs because you're there, going. It's all right. Come on, come with me. Don't get
1: all cry. I know. We both got, like, we've got have got tissues at the ready. I know. Like, oh. and it's like, no, oh, but when gosh. you because I sent you, I sent you, yeah, I sent you the manuscript before. Obviously, the book, the book was released, and you were like,
0: I've already started crying. I was like, yeah. oh, no,
1: we're gonna be pulling our eyes out. I know. Out of the Literally,
0: it was the. I just, I think you, and I really know it's going to do brilliantly, and you are already, but you should be so proud of it because it really is like, I want all of my friends to have it. I want to go look here have this and know it's going to be okay. Have it and know that you're going to be fine and she talks about this and you need to do that and you can see this lady and this lady might help you and Reiki might help you (laughs) because you do offer up so many different things in it.
1: And I've been lucky that there's experts in the book too. So, you know, Dr. Charlotte Gooding and the sex part, the sexy time part, which is great. And then my trainer, Paul, and then Dr. Tim Spector and... Um, uh, Dr. Megan Rossi talks about gut health, mm-hmm. so really lucky, and obviously Naomi's in there, who's like my little ride or die now. Yeah. She's fantastic. So Dr. Um, Naomi Potter gives lots of advice on, on HRT. Um, so yeah, I, lucky that the experts were kind enough to lend me their time. Um, it, it
0: is. Um, it's it's so useful. It's so brilliant and. I could sit here and talk to you for hours about this, but literally it's like we have, I'm just looking, I'm going, oh, I've run out of time now. (laughs) And there's so much more that, you know, there's so many parts of it that I'm glad in a way that we haven't kind of unpicked because I just want the reader to have that same experience that I did, which was just, like I said, I just, I felt really seen. It, It reaffirmed a lot of things that I was feeling myself. And I would absolutely recommend it to everyone so thank you so thank much for you. coming to see us and for giving me your time and for writing such a bloody brilliant book
1: thank you you made me cry now <laughs> officially oh, thank it. you so much honey thank
0: you oh well um yeah we've got to end today guys thank you so much for being with us if you would like to get lisa's book it is available online and at all good bookshops just getting started make sure you do get it also if you want to follow her at instagram it's at lisa underscore snowden where you can catch up with her chats on self-care sunday and also chats with dr naomi potter who is brilliant and has also been in the, on the podcast this series so you know she's absolutely fantastic so do go and follow lisa if you don't already if you want more well-being fashion and beauty you can also follow us at our website www.thecapsule.co.uk where you can catch up with our previous podcast episodes by subscribing to the in conversation page or any of our podcast channels and youtube you can also leave us a message at instagram at official capsule if you want to comment on this episode any future episodes if you want to pose a question to anyone or just give us comments on everything that we've got going on basically i will be back next week with another very special guest but all that's left for us to say today is goodbye so it's goodbye to gorgeous lisa goodbye thank you Natalie, and goodbye from me
1: Thank <laughs> you.